Hey, Little Things listeners, this August, we are doing a best of series. So we are playing some of the favorite episodes as determined by you, the listeners. So because we did these before we were doing video format, you'll note that there is no video to go along with us. You can still listen to it on your favorite video platform. You'll just have a static picture in the background as the sound is playing. So thanks for tuning in this August, and I'm super, super excited about what's coming in September. Stay tuned, enjoy the episodes, and God bless. Hey, it's Amber. If you need a quick four to five minute pick-me-up while on your break at work or to start your day or while your kids are napping, tune into Grace Talks. You'll hear pastors talking about relevant issues like fear, anxiety, and grief. They're short but powerful messages. Find Grace Talks wherever you listen to podcasts. I recently had a birthday, and every time I have a birthday, you know, you do a little evaluating. At least I do. If I had any idea that this is where I be or how long I'm going to be going in this direction, would absolutely have told you you were crazy. Today's episode is called, This Is Your Assignment. Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. So much changes in even six months. And it's so crazy sometimes how the assignments that God gives you they're just so different than what you expect. I remember when my youngest daughter was just starting uh, kindergarten and I had been praying a prayer, you know, like we needed a little bit more money. We were sending our kids to private school and I wasn't quite sure what to do with my time. And out of the blue, somebody called and said that they were looking for an elderly companion for their father. And I had been a nursing assistant years prior while I I worked doing that while my husband was in nursing school. And so, you know, I thought, well, maybe I can, you know, answer her back. I can, I, I could meet with her and see if it's something I could maybe do. And, you know, a couple of weeks later I started and I very quickly fell in love with the role. I loved the elderly people. I loved helping them. I loved being around other elderly people And that led to more assignments as a caregiver to different people, because when you work with the elderly, they eventually die. And then in 2020, everything changed. All of a sudden, I went from an assignment where I was working, you know, every day of the week, Monday through Friday, um, with somebody, and then that was suddenly not an option anymore. And I had a year where I stayed at home. My children were out of school for an entire year in the place where we live, and they were doing distance learning. And so during that time, I just stayed home and I kept everything going and I cooked a lot of meals and painted my house and (laughs) downsized a lot of things and just tried to stay busy while I was in this period of time and I didn't know when it was going to end or what was ever going to happen and if I would start working again and I started in 2021 I started looking for jobs and wasn't quite sure what to do and you know where I should even consider working and I got an email one day that kind of piqued my interest and I didn't 
know for sure if it was something I wanted to do, but there was a uh, crisis website just starting in my state uh, for nursing homes that just needed help short term to get through either a COVID outbreak among staff or because people were leaving for whatever reason. And so I had signed up to be part of the website and to get emails and to find out more. And I, I sort of sat on it for a while. And one day out of the blue, for whatever reason, I just jumped and I thought, well, I know how to work with older people. And so maybe I could do this and maybe it will be okay. And I did. And I was given an assignment at a specific nursing home. And it was a wonderful experience. I just, I went the first day, they handed me an assignment. And even though I hadn't worked in that role, um, I just got busy and I loved the people. I loved the people I was working with and did it for two months. And then I was called into the director of nurses, uh, her office, and I was told the money had run out and I wasn't needed anymore. So I took in another assignment at a different nursing home and that wasn't as good of a experience. It, it went fine. It was just hard to see some of the things that I saw. And it wasn't, it certainly was not somewhere that I wanted to work long-term. So again, out of the blue, at, in the end of January, I got a text from the first nursing facility and they said, you know, they were really in a pinch and would I consider coming back? And what happened over the course of the next three months is I went from working just a few shifts a week to working full-time and even more than full-time because they really had a turnover of employees and there was a lot of things going on. And and so, uh, again, if you would have asked me a year prior if I would be doing that, I would have told you you were crazy. No way. And yet here I was. And now, again, I'm sort of in that state of flux because um, they're getting back up to fully staffed and you know, week to week, I don't know if I'm still going to be needed or if they'll go another two or three months where they won't need me and then they might need me to fill in a few shifts here and there. I just don't know. And it, it really made me start thinking about the assignments that we're given and the roles that we take on as we go through life and what that looks like and how things change. And I think I'm just at one of those, you know, points in my life where a lot of change is happening fairly quickly and it's more and more evident all the time. So my youngest daughter just is getting confirmed. And in the Lutheran church, if you don't know what that is, we teach the children in our church, we have a four-year program where we teach them two years of Bible history of the Old Testament and two years of Bible history of the New Testament. So we cover a lot of the Bible. Every Wednesday night, we're learning different sections of scripture and really teaching them, you know, the whole, the whole vision of the Bible, God's plan, how it was played out, the prophecies, and then Jesus walking the earth, the Apostle Paul's missionary journeys, and where we are today and helping them to sort of see, you know, where they fit in and, and what the whole process was and how God was intimately involved with his people from the beginning of time. And at the same time, we also take them through Luther's catechism, where they learn about the Ten Commandments, they learn about the Lord's Prayer, the creeds, baptism, communion, forgiveness of sins, all those things. And then after four years, we give them an examination, which is basically a big test. 
And then we confirm them, which is a day when they, you know, promise to be followers of God and they become members of our church. And then after that, they are able to partake in Holy Communion. So I know in your church, it might be different. You might have a different um, concept and you might also have a different process. But my daughter, my youngest, my fourth, was just confirmed, which means that I sit, I was at the end of my teaching gig, basically. So I had been teaching Bible history for the last six years. I started when my third daughter was uh, in sixth grade, I think, fifth or sixth grade. And I taught her first, and then I taught all four of the years for my um, fourth. And it's also the end of like 19 years of teaching Sunday school. So in our church, our kids sort of graduate the Sunday school program in eighth grade. They go on to the teen Bible study and, um, you know, hopefully my children won't want to do that. And I may even teach that. I don't know. But the bottom line is it was definitely a transition year where I realized that, you know, I started teaching Sunday school when my oldest was three years old. And I just sort of taught all of my children at different phases. And now here I am at the end of that. And I don't know if I'll teach Sunday school. I don't know if I'll teach Bible history anymore. You know, my kids now are young adults and I don't know what the coming years will bring and what assignment God will give me next. Maybe I'll be teaching, you know, more women's Bible studies. I I just don't know. The assignment is changing with my children. You know, it's a very different thing to be um, the parent of young adults as opposed to being the parent of young children. I imagine the day is coming very soon where my house will start to empty out. The assignment is changing with my parents. They've helped me and been such a huge part of my life. They've um, helped me raise my children and been a huge part of my children's life. And in these last year, they've had some health issues and the roles are changing just a little bit. Just today, I was texting with a friend and her dad went to heaven two years ago after a two-year bout with cancer. And man, talk about roles changing. For two years, she was in that, you know, helping be the caretaker and being the emotional support and offering medical advice. And now these last years, he's gone. And she's in the grieving process. And and that's where she's at right now. And you start to realize, and I think I didn't realize that when my children were young, but I am definitely at a phase when I start to realize that our jobs change, our role as parents change, roles at church change. And if we're honest, some changes are a whole lot easier to face than others. It's easier to become a parent than I think it is to become a caretaker after a sudden illness or a diagnosis It's easier to, you know, watch your kids go off to school than it is to watch a loved one decline. I've watched many older women now. My mother-in-law became a widow instantaneously. Her husband got up to get ready for work for the day and he was gone. And I've watched a lot of women now transition into widowhood That is not an easy assignment at all. There's physical challenges. There's things that he did that you don't have a clue what to do. There's financial challenges. And a big part of the assignment is learning how to live as a widow, how to spend your days and your nights. And what do you do during those lonely hours? 
And now that I've been working at the nursing home again, I'm watching people take on their final assignments. Very often in the beginning, there's pushback. You know, they don't, they don't want somebody to do all this for them or they don't think that they need to be there, but eventually there's acceptance and then this is their final home and we become day-to-day their family that they talk to and as much as they are able, they have so few choices there except perhaps the attitude that they have going through each day. So what am I getting at here? Well, first of all, I think it's important that we stop and examine our life and really think about where we are and what assignments God has given you. You know, write them out. Evaluate. Are you taking this role seriously? Are you taking your role as a spouse seriously? And if you're not, and it's so easy to just drift along, right? It's so easy to not take the time to sit down and talk or to go on a date together or to take that walk or to blow your spouse off when it comes to, you know, something that they're, they're trying to blow off steam about something. You're like, oh, I've heard it a million times before. I don't even want to hear about it again. But ask yourself, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this role? Whether it is parenting or being a spouse or being a caretaker or your role at, at work. Number two, I think it's important that we recognize that it's all fleeting. I think my friends are about half and half. So right now, about half of my friends still have a child in the house. And the other half are definitely empty nesters. And some of my empty nester friends are deep into their role as grandparents already. And they're living, you know, and loving the time that they get to be around their children and their grandchildren. So they get to influence the next generation. But the point is that the older you get, the the more you realize you can't take it for granted. Because you don't really know the plan. Not the long-term plan. You don't know if everyone in your life is still going to be here two years from now. Or if your house will be emptier or fuller. I've also known a couple of people whose children were in the middle of building a house or, or they're changing jobs and so they have to move across country or something. All of a sudden they're living back at home for another two or three months while they're in this transition role. Or there are times and seasons that... We maybe take somebody into our house because we have the room and they need help or, or whatever. I mean, it's all fleeting. It's so easy to think that this assignment, this role, this time of life that you're in is going to be forever, but nothing is further from the truth. Number three, recognize and evaluate the role that you want work to play in your life. My husband's been an RN for the last um, 23 years or so. And the entire time that we've been parents, he was deliberate about not working overtime. He worked his three 12-hour shifts, and the rest of the time was for his family. He was there. He was there for the kids. He was there for vacations. He was there for field trips. He just decided when our kids were little that he was not going to work and be gone the whole time they were growing up. And I am so grateful for the decision he made. Oh, were there impacts? Yeah, 
it definitely changed the way that we lived. We didn't buy a new house. We didn't get a new car. There were a lot of things that we did differently than other people did because that was a decision he made. But it's always good to take the time and stop and evaluate the role that work is playing in your life right now. And if it's the same as what you're hoping for, or if it's taken a little bit more of your life away than you want to give, and if it's out of balance with where things should be, just think about it. Number four, you only have so much time on earth. So what are you doing now and what do you want to do in the kingdom? Can you teach children? Can you encourage your pastor? Who can you pray for? Who can you mentor? Can you start a Bible study or a weekly newsletter or a prayer group? Or is there some way that you can help the least of these? Can you volunteer somewhere in the community? Can you go to the nursing home? Can you sing and start a singing group that goes to the nursing home? Boy, I'll tell you, the hymn sings at the nursing home are fantastic. Nope, a lot of people aren't in tune. And yet they sing with gusto because they love those hymns. And I love to be part of it. Sunday Adelaja said, if God gives you an assignment, he will supply the strength to carry it out. I've told myself that many times in the last couple of months when I've been working quite a bit and trying to juggle, you know, just the teaching Bible study and teaching Sunday school and being there for my daughter and trying to keep things, the the shelves stocked and the refrigerator stocked at home and just doing and juggling different things. I thought, okay, this is temporary and God give me the strength and show me when I need to back off and show me what's important and help me to keep my focus. Not every assignment is going to be of our choosing, but we can be absolutely certain that every single assignment has been filtered through the fingers of a loving God. So then we can do what the Apostle Paul said in Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Look, if right now you are knee deep in crisis upon crisis with parenting, put your effort and your strength into doing that. Get through the crisis. If right now work is demanding, put what you need to into work, but then make sure that it's not out of balance with the rest of your life. If right now your parents need you more or your spouse needs you more, work at it with all your heart. Love them the best that you can. Serve them as well as you can. If you're needed more at the church now, if there's another role, if there's a volunteer role that you can fit right now and, and you're needed because others aren't able to be there, then pray for the strength to do what you need to do. Just remember it's fleeting. Examine these things. Recognize them. Evaluate. Know that you only have so much time. With prayer and deliberation, make sure that you're doing the assignments God gives you, that you're working with all your heart, 
and that you're happy and content that you did the best you can with what you had while you performed the assignment. This has been Little Things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. When I go to a restaurant or our family goes on vacation, I love to leave reviews. I want other people to find the good stuff and or avoid what might be a waste of time. If you're a faithful listener, would you rate and review Little Things? There's so much vying for time and attention and reviews and ratings really do make a difference as to what people see. Let me thank you in advance. And don't hesitate to reach out. If you have a suggestion, I am so happy to hear from you. Thanks for being here.